Gangrey the Podcast is brought to you by the College of Arts and Sciences at Fairfield University, which grounds students in the 500-year-old Jesuit tradition of academic rigor and personal reflection, while providing them with the critical skills needed to succeed in work and life. Students work with passionate faculty and have the chance to study abroad, participate in civic engagement, and conduct hands-on research across a variety of disciplines. And by the Department of English at Fairfield University, which is home to the digital journalism major, as well as an English major with concentrations in literature, creative writing, English studies, professional writing, and teacher education. For more information on the College of Arts and Sciences and the Department of English, go to fairfield.edu. Welcome to Gangry the Podcast. I'm Matt Tullis. On this episode, I talk with Glenn Stout, the series editor of Best American Sports Writing and the author of the book, The Selling of the Babe, The Deal That Changed Baseball and Created a Legend. Stout has also been working with nonfiction writers develop book proposals. In July, he'll be doing a workshop at the Archer City Story Center in Archer City, Texas on that exact subject. Uh, an idea for a book is one thing. Actually getting it published is another. And that is in many cases the most difficult step. Archer City is the hometown of Larry McMurtry and is the inspiration for the setting of his novel, The Last Picture Show. The Story Center is just about a year old and is starting to offer more workshops that aim to help all sorts of storytellers. I'll be doing my own workshop there on developing a podcast on the weekend of August 11th through the 13th. We've linked to just about everything Stout and I talk about on this episode at our website. You can find that at www.gangrythepodcast.com. Glenn, welcome back to Gangry the Podcast. Thank you so much, Matt. Uh, you were uh, previously on episode 39 back in October of 2015 uh, when you were talking about uh, the best American sports writing uh, issue that was edited by, uh, or guest edited by Wright Thompson. Uh, I know a lot has changed uh, with you uh, since then. Can you give us a quick update on what you, what you're up to now? Well, you know, I've put two more Best Americans uh, under my belt. Uh, last year's book, edited by Rick Tellender, and this year's book, uh, which will come out in the fall, it's edited by Howard Bryant of ESPN, who's been a longtime friend. So I'm really, you know, happy, um, you know, to be working with him. Uh, you know, kind of since then, I've. Uh, been working for some clients, doing some long-form editing, doing uh, book proposals for writers, helping them try to navigate that process to go from idea to an agent to a publisher. Uh, been doing some workshop work, and I've recently signed a contract for a new book myself, which is going to be a big, serious history of the New England Patriots. Well, that sounds good. Uh, I know one thing you're also, you mentioned some workshops that you're working on, and, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk with you about today. Uh, in July, you're going to be doing a, a workshop at the Archer City Storage Center in Texas, in Archer City, Texas, uh, that is uh, basically, I think the, the, the title of it is Writing the Nonfiction Book Proposal, Not Just Talking About It. Can you talk about that, that, that workshop and what, what you're hoping to get across? Sure. You know, um, a lot of people who 
work in nonfiction, and I include both of us in there, had, had ideas to do books for a very, very long time. But uh, an idea for a book is one thing. Actually getting it published is another. And that is, in many cases, the most difficult step. Uh, you know, it wasn't too long ago, a couple of weeks really, I was talking to one pretty notable nonfiction writer, and he apparently someone has kind of floated a book idea to him. And in our conversation, he said quite quickly, well, there's the book proposal, and that won't be any problem, and such and such. Uh, and I kind of stopped him right there because the book proposal is the key element of taking an idea and actually having it appear on the shelves. Uh, and the notion with a book proposal is that you have to first get the attention of an agent with it, and secondly, hopefully, that then that agent can get the attention of a publisher. Um, but getting the attention of an agent is the most key element of the whole process. Uh, in this day and age, very, very few agents really care to spend the time to work closely with you on a book proposal. And if you cross the first threshold, which is querying an agent and saying, hey, and in a very specific way, here's the idea I have for a book, here's who it will appeal to, and here's who I am and why I should write it, the very next thing they're going to say to you is, great, send me the proposal. And that's the place I think that stops many writers cold. Uh, of course, there are many books out there that tell you to, how to write proposals. Uh, they all tell you to do it a little bit different. And what I'm going to try to bring to Archer City is the same thing I bring to some of my clients, which is real-world real experience in doing that. Um, to this point in my career, I think I've done... 19 standalone book proposals that have resulted in publishing contracts for myself. I've also worked uh, kind of silently with three or four other writers on projects I've either ghostwritten or done as as-told-tos that have resulted in, po in, uh, in book proposals, successful book proposals. And I've worked with a number of clients taking their idea and trying to get them to come up with a proposal that when the agent asks that question, they have something in hand. Um, because there is a bit of an art to it. You have to understand, A, that the book proposal is not the book, B, that uh, there is a certain format you want to use, and that C, it's essentially a sales document for the book. You have to sell it to an agent before an agent can sell it to a publisher. And... That's why there are far, 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 far more books that people talk about writing than actually ever get written. Uh, and, and getting from that point to the point where you can actually start writing one is what the focus of the workshop will be. I, I know I have written uh, uh, one book proposal for my memoir, Running with Ghosts. Uh, just a plug here for myself. It'll be out later this summer. Uh, and that was the, that writing that proposal was one of the hardest things I think I've ever written in my entire life because you really do have to change your mindset, right? You're not, you're not creative writer in, in that instance. You're, you're a salesman. Well, right. You, I mean, you are a creative writing writer, but mm -hmm. your, your, your creativity is going into selling your idea and selling yourself, which is an awkward position for a for many writers to be in 
we're not accustomed to doing that for ourselves. Um, we are to a degree when we pitch a story, you're essentially, uh, you know, when you're querying a magazine or a website to do a story, you're essentially trying to sell yourself and sell your idea. But they don't come back to you and then say, okay, now give me a detailed plan of this story you're going to write. They say, go write the story. Uh, maybe talk to you about it. What a book proposal does um, is while you're kind of learning how to frame and present the idea, if you do it well and if you do it correctly, at the same time, it's providing you with a plan and a blueprint to execute that idea. You know, um, it's difficult for anyone to go from writing say, four, five, six thousand word features to suddenly writing a 70, 80, 100,000 word book. It's as difficult to do that as to do that as it is sometimes to go from writing sort of the standard news feature into doing a long form narrative. You have to think differently. You have to plan differently. You have to look at things differently. And the process of writing a book proposal also gives you that blueprint to how to expand that idea into full book-length form. And now, let's also understand that I'm talking about a particular kind of project. I'm not talking about fiction. I'm not talking about a, a do-it-yourself kind of title or a self-help title. I'm talking about nonfiction narratives and memoirs, uh, both of which you know, I've been fortunate enough to either do myself or work on with other people, whether it's an oral history, whether it's an as-told-to, or whether it's something ghost-written. Uh, you know, I've done book proposals on history books. I've done book proposals on, on all those other genres. I've done them on biographies. So, you know, I have some perspective in terms of what people are looking for for all those different types of nonfiction titles. And, and that's what I, what I hope to be able to, uh, uh, you know, in a very compact way, be able to bring to some of the writers who come to Archer City uh, looking to take that idea they've been talking about and actually execute it. Did you sell uh, the, the, uh, the rights to The Selling of the Babe, uh, your book about um, Babe Ruth and how he actually ended up on the Yankees? Uh, did you sell that on a proposal? Yes, I did. Yeah, that, that's a book that had been... <clears throat> Excuse me. That's a book that had kind of been sitting there for me to write for a long time because I'd approached that subject uh, within several other books I've done. Red Sox Century, A History of the Red Sox, and Yankee Century, A History of the Yankees. And I'd taken the story to a certain point, and then more material became available. Um, and so I saw that there was the opportunity to take that a little farther, and no one else seemed to <laughs> be picking up the ball and uh, taking that idea themselves. So uh, that happened, you know, relatively quickly. You know, I'm at the stage now where I can, produ I can produce a book proposal for myself relatively quickly, and by that I mean, you know, two or three weeks um, sometimes, you know, for most people, it's going to be a much longer, much more protracted process because A, they've never done it before, and B, and this is maybe the most important thing, is they have to learn to take that raw idea and confine it 
and present it in a cogent, coherent, well-defined way. And that's what's so useful in the book writing process, too, because if you've done the proposal well, then you've taken that raw idea and you've turned it into something tangible and doable. And often that means taking a broad idea and confining it, distilling it down to what will really be of interest to a reader, which is also, of course, what will be of interest to a publisher and to an agent. And many people have ideas for books that are simply too broad. I mean, the Babe Ruth book is a good example. I could have pitched a biography of Babe Ruth. Uh, Those have been done. Many of them have been done. What I chose to do was to pitch a book that covered a very brief period of his career, 1918 to 1920, which is the period in his career where he went from being a pitcher to a hitter. And it's also the period in his career where he was sold to the New York Yankees. And it's also the period in his career where he went from being George Herman Ruth to the babe, this iconic figure. So I was able to capture all these transitions in a confined space. Uh, And that made that much more palatable rather than me trying to make the case of, I want to write another biography of Babe Ruth. I know there's half a dozen of them out there already, uh, but I want to do one. Uh, That's what you face often with people who have ideas for books, is they want to do something that's sort of been done. The key is to find your way of doing it that doesn't duplicate what others have done and that presents the story, you know, in a brand new way uh, as something unique and something original. Uh, and the Babe Ruth book has actually won a few awards lately, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's uh, won some awards from the Society for American Baseball Research, and it made a lot of top ten lists at the end of the year for, you know, best sports book or one of the best sports books. So, so that's been gratifying. It's, you know, it's received a really good response. And, you know, it's very much um, the book that I set out to write. And it fulfilled, I think, the promise of the, um, you know, the promise of the proposal. It is the book that I pitched. And, um, you know, publishers like that. (laughs) They they don't like at the end of the day, even after you have a contract, uh, getting a book that isn't the one that you pitched. Um, so, So, but like I said, once I'd done that proposal, I'd... I narrowed my concept, I would confined it, I distilled it down, so I knew exactly what I was going to go, going to do going forward. Um, I, I don't want to make it sound simple, but, but in a sense, with a really good proposal, the writing of the book is sort of like filling in the blanks. Mm-hmm. You right. know what you're going to do. Uh, you might not know the full dimension of it, you might not know exactly where the research is going to take you, but you know much of it. You know the, uh, the boundaries, so to speak, of the book project. You're not going to get lost. And I think what often happens, uh, even in the book proposal process, is that people can get lost in, the, in that process, in just trying to determine uh, what the book's supposed to be and what it's supposed to be about. Uh, you know, the private clients I work with developing book proposals, 
we wander around a lot because often they have a, a, a wider idea and don't really know precisely how they want to approach it. Uh, that can take some time to develop. Um, and, and also making sure it's the book that they want to do. Sometimes, you know, I might suggest an approach that simply isn't the book they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have to decide, well, is this something I want to do, or have we missed something and we have to continue to steer this a different direction? You know, I, I kind of, when I'm working with a, with a client over a long-term process, we try to let that develop organically. Uh, more so. But in Archer City, I'm going to try to see what we can do to accelerate that process so that if you come to Archer City with a more of a general idea, um, that by the time you leave Archer City, you'll have that idea drilled down and distilled into a presentable idea, and you'll have a pathway going forward to write the essential elements of the program of of the book proposal, which uh, are basically four different things. You need to you need an abstract of the proposal, which is a description of the book you want to write that might be two paragraphs. Uh, you should actually be able to do it in one sentence. Uh, I look back at uh, the book I did on Gertrude Ederly, the first woman to swim the English Channel, and I was able to distill that down to one sentence. This is the story of Trudy Etterly, the first woman to swim the English Channel, who beat the existing men's record by two hours. Boom. Mm-hmm. And changed the world forever. Boom. That was it. That's the book right there. Uh, out of that comes an abstract that's a little more descriptive, a couple of paragraphs. Then you do an overview, which is the larger story so that an agent and, uh, and hopefully that a publisher can see that you, A, know the material, B, that you know the arc of your story, you know where it begins, you know where it ends, you know what happens. And out of that, you can then create a chapter outline that shows that you have specific notions of how that goes. And then the fourth element that you can then produce out of that a compelling writing sample that includes a portion of the story and a portion of the story that is resonant, that's descriptive, that's affecting, that um, reaches a reader on an emotional level. Uh, There are other parts of the proposal um, where you discuss marketing Mm -hmm. and things like that that are in some sense less important because if you don't have these first four, you don't have anything. Right. Let's talk about Archer City uh, and how you got involved there. And before we talk about that, I guess I should say that I'm also going to be in Archer City in August uh, doing a workshop on uh, podcasting, how to get a podcast uh, off the ground. Uh, How did you get involved with Archer City? Well, I got involved in Archer City like a lot of things happen out that way uh, at the Mayborn Literary Conference where I, I bumped into some people who, who, later, <laughs> who later called me back. And in this instance, as I bumped into Kim Cross, who did some writing for me later when I was out at, Arch, uh, out at the Mayborn Literary Conference at the University of North Dallas several years ago. And one of the things that uh, they had been doing at the University of North Dallas, 
or North Texas, I'm sorry, University of North Texas, right. <laughs> is they'd been, as part of their graduate writing program, George Getchow, the director, had been doing a workshop in Archer City, Texas, for graduate students over the summer. Um, George has kind of stepped back now, and um, the university decided it did not want to continue that specific workshop, but so many of the people who had attended the Archer City Workshop, uh, thought it was one of the best things they'd ever done, that some of those people, including Kim Cross and and a few other people, got together and decided, well, we don't want this workshop to end, Mm -hmm. so we're going to continue it. And uh, it's hosted at the Spur Hotel uh, in Archer City, and Archer City is best known as the home for Larry McMurtry and the the setting for the film The Last Picture Mm -hmm. Show, which is based on a book he wrote. And the workshop is different from other workshops in that you don't bring work there to workshop with a bunch of strangers. It's rather we bring a bunch of strangers together, and over the course of the week with some morning seminars and then exercises in the afternoon, you're actually sent out into the the community and get to put the things we've discussed into practice. And what makes it, I think, unique for someone who's a writer is that, you know, we're all trying to make a living, and we don't often have the opportunity to experiment and to do free writing. And in Archer City, in a very supportive uh, uh, setting, you get the opportunity to do that. And, uh, you know, I taught there last year. It was... um, transformative experience not only for the writers we invited to attend but also for me as a writer myself and as a teacher um, just to see how affecting that experience is and uh, the hope at the Archer City Story Center and we're we're trying it out this year is to expand the offerings Uh, you're doing the podcast workshop Uh, uh, I'm doing the book proposal workshop and, you know, we hope that these get some traction and that we can uh, provide other offerings in the future and really make that story center a place. And, of course, you've been out there. Archer City is the quintessential West Texas town. Um, it's very interesting. It's very unique. Uh, and it's also a really good place to work because there aren't many distractions. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it was fantastic. Uh, I was lucky to be out there uh, with you and Kim and uh, Brett Popplewell and Eva Holland uh, and, and a few other folks, uh, Ian Gordon at Mother Jones. Uh, as we, Jackie Banaszinski. Jackie was, Banaszinski. You know, how did I? Yeah, okay. I completely forgot part of there. last year. Oh, my. Uh, when we were kind of workshopping and planning the workshop uh, that Kim is going to lead. And I think I saw that you and Brett will be there again this year. That's um, right. Myself and Brett and Kim will be there this year. And, well, you know, what kind of what we plan to do is that there'll be a rotating group of people uh, who will teach it year to year. It won't be the same people year to year, but it will be people who've been out there and have gone through the experience um, and, and, and kind of have bought into the approach uh, that we take at Archer City, which is which is very unique, um, and you know when you're around a group of, you know, ten or twelve like-minded writers, um, it's a it's a very very unique experience, and you're all out trying to do the same things, and um, 
you're all discussing the same topics and and you know we had such a diverse group of people by any measure you want last year that it's uh, you know it's not like you're just working in an echo chamber either right you're you're being you're getting perspectives from all over the place and i think that's something that people saw that was really valuable not only i'm not only talking you know diversity in terms of gender and orientation and geographically but what they bring to the table as writers we had people who had more of a newspaper background we had people who had more of a feature background we had people with some fiction background and with some theater background and it was kind of the cross-pollination of all those backgrounds that i think really 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 made uh... the archer city experience unique and is one that we hope will continue in the future Awesome. Well, Glenn, uh, thanks so much for talking with me, for being uh, back on the podcast a second time. I'm starting to uh, uh, have repeat guests, which is which is kind of fun. That means I've been doing this for, for a whole lot longer than I ever thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you again uh, for, for joining us, and, and I definitely recommend uh, uh, looking into the workshops that they've got going on out there at Archer City, especially uh, Glenn's on book proposals and then the the week-long uh, one in uh, August or late July. So, yeah, and uh, you know, anyone who's interested in the book proposal workshop or your workshop can just Google the Archer City Story Center, and uh, the courses are described there. Or you can get in touch, I'm sure, with yourself or get in touch with me, and we'll uh, we'll tell you what you need to know. Absolutely, we'll throw all those links on to GangryThePodcast.com. Glenn, thanks so much. Thank you, Matt. I've been talking with Glenn Stout. Stout is the series editor of Best American Sports Writing. He's also been working with nonfiction writers in developing book proposals. On the weekend of July 14th through the 16th, he'll conduct a workshop on doing just that at the Archer City Story Center in Archer City, Texas. He'll also be on the faculty of the Story Center's Literary Nonfiction Week-Long Workshop from July 23rd through July 30th. We've linked to all of this information at our website, that is at www.gangrythepodcast.com. Stay up to date with the podcast by following us on Twitter. That's at Gangry Podcast. You can also like the podcast at Facebook. You can subscribe to Gangry the Podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Just go there and search Gangry. That's G-A-N-G-R-E-Y Podcast. Gangry the Podcast is produced in Donnarumma Studios at Fairfield University. It's made possible by the College of Arts and Sciences and the Department of English at Fairfield U. Technical help, as always, is offered by John Scrata and Steve Cease. This episode was hosted and produced by yours truly. I'm Matt Tullis. Thanks for joining us.